0: All right, thank you for joining us here on Provisioncy 6, where we're doing our campaign for the D&D world of Aloria. During our last Meet the Cast episodes, you met our new generation of Alorian heroes, and today we're actually going to introduce you to a member of our older generation of Alorian heroes, played by my husband, Jeff.
1: Uh, hi, I'm Jeff Roybus, and I am playing Wayland Drannis.
0: All right, Jeff, so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into Wayland?
1: Oh, sure. Um... I've been playing D&D for almost 10 years, going back to 3.5. I've got some experience with Pathfinder and a couple other random RPGs here as well. I don't really know what else to add here, if I'm being honest.
0: Oh, no, not a problem.
1: Um, Yeah, the big thing is I just, I I really love D&D and I've played a whole bunch of it. Yes, yes, yes.
0: All right, so, okay, now let's talk about Waylon. What can you tell me about Waylon? Oh, so much. There's a lot. Let's start (laughs) with the basics. Sure. So, Weyland is a bit of a
1: unique individual in Aloria. He is the only known crystal genasi. Like all genasi, he's part elemental. Well, he has an elemental lineage somewhere in his life. And the crystal aspect comes from his unique parentage. Uh, One of his parents is a super magical, unique uh, genasi. So, physically, he appears like an earth genasi. So, the sort of pebbly, stone-like skin... But his is a very, very dark purple, almost to a black, okay. and in place of hair and nails and actually even his eyes, uh, rather than those, he has crystals that are natural grown from his body. All right. And what about his teeth? I mean, I haven't thought of that, <laughs> but I guess, I guess they would be. Um, I, I mean, his bones are probably crystal as well, if we want to just go that far. I hate that you asked me that question. Now I'm <laughs> thinking about crystal teeth. Gross. <laughs> um, what sort of class is he playing? So Waylon is a former rogue turned fighter. Uh, it, it's all classes of fighter. He's not multi-class or anything like that. We'll get to so when he was a rogue. He dual wields long swords. Uh, and as far as his specialty, a subclass goes, he, I'm playing the Echo Knight, which was created by Matthew Mercer for his Exandria setting. But it's the
0: first fighter subclass that made me go, ooh, neat. <laughs> so I really wanted to play it. And it feels very appropriate for Waylon. Speaking of appropriate for Waylon, um, I'm just going to rip this Band-Aid off. Waylon's a bit of a grump, isn't he? Because he's he's pretty <laughs> he's pretty old. For a he is old. I wouldn't say he's a grump. Okay,
1: fine. He's grumpy. But yes, he is old. Uh, Waylon is, I think we said between 78 and 80, somewhere in that range. Yep. Um Yeah. He's an old dude. Uh, physically, though, he looks to be about in his mid to late 30s. And part of that, again, goes back to him being a crystal genasi. And we aren't 100% sure what his lifespan is actually going to look like. Right. I know a normal genasi ages to around the same thing as a human, which in D&D means about 100. Right. But
0: there's reasons that Waylon could potentially live a lot longer than that. All right. So let's just go get right into those reasons. Sure. So, like I stated earlier, Waylon is a previous generation of heroes' sort of character. His story has already been told. Yep, he's already had his go out and save the world adventure. Let's talk about that. That was a sort of Aloria-spanning event known as the Primal War. Yes. Uh, basically,
1: about sixty years ago, there was this cult that arose uh, called the Bringers or the Preservers of the Faith. And their goal was to sort of summon and worship these primal elementals. These were the physical manifestation of the primal elemental energy of the plane, or of the world itself. And they were sort of reckless. Like, they didn't really care who they hurt as long as the primals could come into right. being. And one fateful night, they came to Wayland's tiny desert town. And were, I think, attempting to recruit people and convert people into their cults when a party of adventurers known as the Bringers of Genesis came to stop them. Uh, We didn't know much about these bringers at the time, but basically a large battle ensued and unfortunately Waylon's village was destroyed. Being 16 and a bit of a rebel, uh, Waylon was extremely mad that, you know, his home was just burned to the ground. Right. So he sort of misplaced his anger and chased after the bringers instead of the preservers. And with
0: zero combat experience. Oh,
1: none whatsoever. He's always been a little stealthy, but he doesn't fight. Or at least he didn't fight. He just <laughs> grabbed, grabbed a kitchen knife and ran. Pretty much. Okay. Um, he did catch up with them and basically screamed at them saying, I get that this cult was doing something bad, but my village would still be standing if you guys didn't show up. And he was ready to throw hands. He had that little butter knife and was ready to fight. And it took one of the bringers, uh, their leader, the dwarven fighter, Daisy, to sort of empathize. And she just said, I know you're hurt. I understand why you blame us. Your anger is misplaced. Come with us. We will explain to you and we will show you why what we're doing has to be done. Um, they did end up showing remorse for his town, which he appreciated, but eventually over time he fully joined the party and became the youngest bringer of Genesis. Um, over the next two or three years, they traveled the world and fought the preservers anywhere that they could find them, and eventually took down the eight or nine primal elementals. Um, I'm not super clear on all of the like super specific details, because this is not a campaign I actually played. This was lore that you and I built together. Yes. So it, it's not like I have actual memories of sitting at the table playing this stuff. <laughs> right, right. Um, but yes, over the course of our adventures, um, there grew to be eight bringers in total. And unfortunately, given the nature of what we were fighting, a good portion of us uh, did die on the adventure. Uh, Waylon eventually retired to the treetop city of Mavelia, And... The Bringers were heralded as heroes. We sort of became celebrities in Eloria. Uh, But part of Wayland's retirement was taking up this oath that should the preservers of the faith ever come back, the Bringers would be there to respond. And all of us who were alive at the time took that oath. And we also get very seriously, but we all sort of moved on in our own lives. Mm-hmm. We did make a deal that once a year, we would return to Mavelia for this specific festival that is very important in Mavalia. And the reason we ended up wanting to do it is Daisy always talked about this uh, as the most beautiful time of year. And she loved it. She always went and we always meant to, but we were so busy that we never got the chance. So Daisy was the first of us to fall and sort of in memory of her, we all agreed to meet up once a year for this festival and just sort of catch up. And over the last 60 years, one by one, he will stop coming, and Waylon has been alone in Movelia for the last uh, 12 years.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty pretty heavy. Yeah. Um, but then Waylon did start hearing rumors of the preservers coming back up in the northern uh, seaside nation of Serrano. Yes, he did.
1: And uh, thinking he was the only one still willing to look into this, He immediately set out to at least find out what the preservers were doing. He, age has made him a little bit more cautious. He wasn't going to go in blade swinging. Uh, Unfortunately, he now thinks that the rumors he heard were a trap. Uh, Waylon was kidnapped by the preservers of the faith. They are coming back, which is just the best news. (laughs) So he looked into them and they did kidnap him. It was then revealed over the time that he was uh, staying with them that the preservers have this new plan to, rather than just recreate the primals or resummon them or anything like that, they would find a host body to sort of possess with the primals. Uh, Normally when a primal dies, it takes them hundreds of years to resurface in a, a process called Genesis. That's why we were the bringers of Genesis. We were, you know, sort of restarting that process because these primals weren't, weren't what, it, what we were looking for. <laughs> um, Waylon learned that he was considered a prime candidate for a host. Um, who better to possess than the people who fought your god? <laughs> um, they, they were not successful. Waylon was able to fight them off and not give in to the torture that was happening to him. Uh, I don't remember how many days I was down there. Several, to say the least. Days, Uh, yes. uh, Do you
0: know how long it's in there? Yes, but we can discuss that at a later date. Great. So one day, you uh, are fully expecting your nightly torture. Yep. And um, the door busts open, and you hear three voices, very confused, uh, arguing about what to do before they finally remove your covering on your eyes. Yes. It was three... I don't like saying kids,
1: because, like, they're not. They're full adventurers, but, like, three kids.
0: One of them's (laughs) older
1: than you. Only technically. In world experience, he ain't got shit on me. But anyway, these three do get me down and save me, and it's revealed that these three young men are at this compound to rescue their friend, who has also been kidnapped by the preservers for other reasons. Well, similar reasons, but she was considered another candidate. I agreed to help free her because Waylon wants nothing more than stop the preservers again. Uh, so he agrees to help them. We run through the compound and end up finding Catherine, their fourth party member. A fight breaks out between who I think was the head priest of the preservers, or at least of this group of them, and all of us. Uh, during the fight, the phoenix starts re emerging, and that's always bad. So Waylon, in an attempt to Stop the fight! Grabs the head priest's daughter and threatens her. It was not his intention to harm this girl, and it's it's not like she was like a full adult helping her her dad with something. This was like a child. I think he said she was twelve. She was about seven or eight. Great, even younger than I thought. Weyden threatened her in an attempt to get him to stop, and unfortunately, mistakes were made. The dice rolled and fell where they did, and they fell where they did. And uh, the little
0: girl slipped out of his grasp and fell onto his blade. So thanks for that, DM. Please (laughs) please finish the story before you make it sound like I'm a child murderer. Anyway, the Phoenix being who the Phoenix is,
1: uh, they are the primal of fire as well as life, death, rebirth, etc., etc. So when they couldn't find a living host to merge with. uh, They found a recently dead one and revived the girl and fused with her and she is now existing in a host body. She wanted to put an end to the fight, so she was in a massive burst of fire. She teleported uh, herself, the head priest, and Catherine out of the room that we were in and we haven't seen her since. Uh, Wanting to not be caught again, the four of us decided to run and we ran. (laughs) We got out of there as quickly as we could. I think that night we ended up back on Hrolf's mother's ship, um, which I got to surprise the party because I actually am friends with Steno. Um, She helped us a lot in the Primal War, but didn't formally join our party ever. So she offered us sanctuary, you know, blah blah blah. And it was decided that we needed to talk to someone who knows a lot about magic and who is very powerful with magic to see if they might know of a way to separate the host from the thing inside it. And Waylon reluctantly revealed that the one former bringer who actively abandoned his post and no longer wants, no longer cares about the safety of Aloria, in terms of the preservers might know something. So we agreed to head over to Heshath's tower and ask him for help. Uh, He did technically give us help, Waylon's not exactly happy about what it cost us. Uh, what was that? What was the price that he charted? Well, not you. He didn't. No, Waylon didn't have to give anything. Uh, he asked for an amount of blood from Reese, which giving blood to a mage is rarely a good idea. Uh, giving your blood to the best mage on the planet. Is a worse idea, especially if you don't know anything about them, which Reese doesn't. And despite Wayland explicitly saying, "Do not make a deal with him. Do not give him anything that he's asking for," Reese went ahead and did it. Heshaf um, then performed some ritual, and our last session ended with a massive explosion. So that's going to be really fun
0: to uh... to be. Just to be perfectly clear, it was a massive portal in the sky.
1: You're right. You're absolutely right.
0: <laughs> Uh, so I'm hoping that
1: he is helping us get her back, uh, but Waylon is, is definitely on guard for where we are right
0: now. And now we have a quick word from our sponsor, the Anchor App. So I think that we sort of have gotten an idea from what you've said, but like, let us, enlighten us. How does Waylon feel about the, the new, this new group of heroes? (laughs) Of course, you have not had a chance to properly play with Catherine yet. Right. Um, I'm excited to meet her character. Um, Waylon
1: appreciates this younger group, but wishes they would listen to him. They're very young and want to just sort of go out and do what they want in the world. And I don't think any of them are really giving him the proper weight behind his words. I will say, though, all three of them remind him an almost terrifying amount of different burners of Genesis. He sees a lot of his old party in these three young men. So hopefully, after they've each matured a little bit, (laughs) um, I didn't get into it here, but Waylon has now had beef with all three of these characters at some point over the, like, two sessions I've played with them. Yeah. (laughs) So
0: hopefully we can sort of gel together and be a bit more cohesive. I think that that's definitely something that can happen down the line. All right, and so speaking of which, what are you sort of expecting, or what would you like out of Wayland's story? He's already had his story told once. Not many people get a second. Right. I, as a player, don't really have anything specific in mind for him.
1: Uh, there is something very specific that I would like to see happen. His best friend in the world one of the former bringers, uh, Waylon has never learned how he died. He knows that he is dead and he trusts the people that he heard that from, but they refuse to tell him how and wouldn't let him visit his friend's uh, burial site. He's assuming he was buried. He doesn't actually know their funeral processes. So if he could just find out that, that's the one thing Waylon thinks he's missing in his life. But other than that, I I don't have a whole lot of expectations. I'm excited. He's terrified that the preservers are back because they weren't supposed to do that.
0: And so quickly. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So we talked in our previous episodes about how the theme of the campaign was sort of inadvertently made into the theme of found family, which is, you know, very important to the queer community at large. How do you think that that sort of ties into being LGBT in today's day and age?
1: Uh, I think it's really important for a lot of, queer youth and just sort of queer people in general to remember that a lot of us come from really not great home lives, and part of the beautiful thing about having this huge community is we really do get to pick who we engage with and who we spend our time with and who we want as our family, and want is a big part of that. Like, there's the the old sayings, you know, blood is thicker than water, which is completely misconstrued, and it's it means <laughs> the opposite. Look it up. But... <laughs> The implication there is sort of that, you know, you're stuck with the family that you were born into,
0: and that's not the case. Well, and it doesn't even necessarily be have to be about abuse or right. anything like that. Right. Like, for example, I, I have a fairly positive relationship with my family, but I am just so wildly different from all of them that the thought process growing up that I had to, you know, force this intense relationship with them, it was very liberating when I learned that I didn't have to. Right. And I think that's
1: something that's very important to keep in mind. And I'm I'm trying to help portray that a little bit with Waylon, where in a way, he's already found his found family, but that was the original bringers. And part of why he's been so hesitant to really let down his guard with this new group is it almost feels like a betrayal. I could see that. But I I think and I hope that he will, I say as if I don't control him, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I I think that he will, and he is starting to learn that it is okay, and this isn't something that has to either be... Them or us. Th- yes. It, it doesn't have to be the bringers or this new group. It can be both. And I, I just think that that, I hope that resonates with a lot of people.
0: I think so, too. I hope so, as well. And I think that a big thing that I wish I learned when I was younger was that you could make this decision. Right. It okay. didn't have to be something that I I wish that I didn't have to wait until my early to mid 20s to realize, you know, I don't have to be I don't have to force a friendship with my family. They can just be my family and I can still have, you know, my own family on the side. Right. All right. So I think we're we're pretty much caught up on Waylon. I want to thank you guys very much for listening to our Meet the Cast series. Uh, Jeff, is there anything you want to say to our listeners before we go?
1: Um, I hope you guys are enjoying the the campaign so far and I don't really have anything to plug other than proficiency 6 and we're already doing that. Right. But uh, you should all go follow me on my personal Twitter. It's just at J.D. Roivas, that's J-D-R-O-I-V-A-S. I like to think I'm very funny so you should all go follow me there. <laughs> he also likes to do D&D hot takes. I do. I've got a thread of that going on right now.
0: All right, guys. So again, thank you very much for listening. And get ready. Our first episode will be dropping in just a couple of days. Uh, Yeah, goodbye. (laughs)